You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now locked and loaded for daily fantasy glory. DFS Lineup Lock, sponsored by DailyRoto.com, begins now. Live right here on Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dave Martinez and Tony Sinatra. We're going to take you through a full slate of games in the NBA. We got nine games. Uh, Tony, how are you doing today? You got a big slate. Oh, yeah, I'm ready and raring to go. Uh, I'm fired up. We got some injuries, and of course, uh, it's just another night in the NBA when you have the injuries that are going to cause some uh, people to uh, get in the lineups tonight that we generally don't have in lineups. Absolutely, that is the case. Tony, I wanted to ask you real quick, what do you think about this uh, LeBron James letter to himself? You know, uh, when he was on the precipice of scoring 30,000 points, um, people just thought it was, uh, you know, him bigging himself up. Is, uh, is that okay yeah. with you? Yeah, LeBron's a different character, right? Sure I mean, is. the kid comes in, 18 years old, into the league, and starts dominating from the beginning. He's never really had any off-the-court issues or anything like that. and So if he wants to talk to himself a little in, in, in social media, I think that's okay. I mean, heck, we have guys doing crazy things every day, and I think the more uh, he's talking to himself in an open manner, we can all learn from it. All right, fair enough. And he did, in fact, get to 30,000 points uh, in the last, last game against the Spurs. But like we said, Tony, there was no reason that the Cavs should have been road favorites in that game. And if you listened to us, you would have been right. You would have earned a little bit of extra cash by betting on that game. How'd your lineup do? Uh, I think that a lot of the people you were talking about last night also did pretty well. Did you cash last night, Tom? Yeah, we cashed, and then, uh, you know, we were bored last night, so we even put a lineup in the 10 o'clock games and cashed on them. So we're going to try to uh, keep it rolling today, and, uh, we, of course, we did a little golf last night, so it's been a busy couple days. We got a ton of uh, stuff to update here. I'm going to go real okay. quick to try to get in before the break. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, Tyreek Evans and Jarrell Martin, both questionable tonight. They were sick this morning for the shoot-around. Alex Len for the Phoenix Suns is out. Marquise Chris is out. Lamarcus Aldridge is going to rest. Manu Ginobili is going to rest uh, in that one. And, of course, Kawhi Leonard is still out there. So uh, Davis Bertens is a guy we've been playing. He's mm-hmm. a guy you like. Paul Gasol is going to come back from an injury. I'm not using him tonight, but other people are uh, in their lineups tonight, so we'll talk about that a little later. Darren Collison for the Indiana Pacers and Miles Turner is out. This is going to be big for Stevenson, Corey Joseph, and I think Victor Oladipo, too. And then Jimmy Butler, Jamal Crawford, doubtful tonight for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, absolutely. And in that same game that you were just mentioning, Phoenix-Indiana, it also looks like Greg Monroe may not play, and doesn't that impact your boy uh, Tyson Chandler? Yeah, Tyson Chandler, um, I think that situation that uh, you could feel confident for with him, but I don't think it increases his upside, but I think it solidifies him as a an option. All right, fair enough. Well, like I said, we have nine games in the association to get through, and if there's a lot of injuries and they will continue to roll in, that's why you listen to Lineup Lock Live right here from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern time, right before action tips in the association to get all the last-minute insight and analysis to win a little bit of cash on a Wednesday. That's what we're going to do when we come back. It is Lineup Lock Live, presented by DailyRoto.com, right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 
What's up, fantasy nerds? It's Ashley from Ashley Needs Answers, and I'm here to share some fun facts with you about my friend Jake Seeley, who, by the way, has never met me. Actually, here's one fun fact. They're making me read this great stuff about Jake, and he won't even pick up the phone and say hello to me. I'm just supposed to sit here and make him look great, and he's not even a great human being. Here's one. Jake's the top three fantasy ranker in the last two years. Great. But is he a good human? I don't know. I can't vouch for that. I heard he doesn't even like puppies. So decide for yourself. On Target with Jake Seeley, weekdays at 4 p.m. Eastern and 1 p.m. Pacific. Hello, friends. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the Draft Kings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell them Greg Sussman sent you. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We got nine games in the NBA to talk through today, Tony, and you are going to be also updating everybody as we go along the show with any late-breaking news and injuries because, as Tony says all the time, he's got a lineup ready to go. But as we talk through it and as we get updates, Tony, about how many times do you change your lineup in the course of a day? I'll tell you, oh, in the course of a day? Or in the course uh, of this hour and a half, let's say, even. Yeah. Here, here's the funny thing. While we do this show, if we make it once a week with me at the 6 o'clock hour having the same lineup at 7, that's a good week. It wow. never is twice a week. Wow. So we're going to find out. I know you have a lineup right now, Tony. At the end of the show, I'm going to check in with you and see how many changes you made based on kind of the updates and our conversation. But let's dive on in. The first game here is the Phoenix Suns in Indiana to take on the Pacers. The Pacers are seven and a half point favorites. 216 is the total in this one. I want to start right with these Phoenix Suns. We talked about maybe no Greg Monroe. You said that that may solidify uh, Tyson Chandler as an option. What I want I want to ask you about is Devin Booker. You know, I've been telling you how much I love this kid, Tony. His 28.2% usage rate. Is that, uh, is the 8,500 enough to pay for him or is that too rich for you? No, it's okay to pay for me. But the problem is I look even in the same game, right? Victor Oladipo uh, on the other side of that equation. And Victor Oladipo, 600 bucks more. His usage rate is the same. Uh, Actually, he's only uh, 300 more. The usage rate is the same, which will go up tonight without Darren Collison in the lineup. So I think because he's so close to Oladipo, that makes him out of the equation for me. Got you. And Oladipo seems to be a much better defender, right? Because when you look at uh, Booker, you know, they say that Oladipo is like fifth in the association defending against that. And then when you look at Oladipo, the Phoenix Suns, remember, the Phoenix Suns are literally the worst defensive team in the NBA, giving up 112-plus points a game. And Oladipo is facing the 30th or last-ranked defense against the backcourt. So you like Oladipo at 9,200 in this game? Yeah, absolutely. He's a guy that will be in my lineup as of now at the end of the game. And I think when you're looking at the Indiana side, we're going to get a lot of love here going against Phoenix. Uh, with a guard out, what happens now is Lance Stevenson's a guy that's going to come back and his usage hmm. rate is going to go up to the window. I don't have Corey Joseph in the lineup because there's so many cheap values tonight, but he absolutely can be in play if you need to save a little money. Uh, Corey Joseph, Lance Stevenson, and... 
Victor Oladipo all in play there. All right, what about the front court, though, Tony? Because we may have the return of Miles Turner. I know sometimes... No, when... he's out. Oh, he is out. He's going to be out. Okay, because yeah. what, you know, what I was going to say is whenever he comes back, doesn't that kind of render Sabonis and maybe even Thaddeus Young obsolete? But if he's not back, you've liked Sabonis other times. Yeah. And like you said, the Suns are last in the NBA defensively. Do you want any of the guys in the front court for the Pacers? The problem is there's just too many guys. Like, I don't want to throw the whole team out there. Right. And I, I like the three other guys there. So are they are they plays? Yes. Yeah, Sabonis and Thaddeus Young, yeah. You could actually make the case for all five of these guys tonight. So, yeah, they're, they're in there. But in my lineup, they're not uh, because I already have three uh, Indiana Pacers that I have in there. Fair enough. There are better options, and you can only put so many players from one team. You don't necessarily want to be all in on the Indiana Pacers, even though they are at home against the worst defense in the NBA. Let's go to the next game, Tony. The Chicago Bulls are in Philadelphia to take part in the process. The 76ers are five-and-a-half-point favorites. 219 is the total, one of the higher totals on the board so i wonder if you got some people in this one tony on the bull side i want to ask you in essence uh when is it okay to put zach levine in lineups you know the uh the sixers are 26th in the nba defending against the shooting guard is it a minutes question at what point will the 5300 be a value for a guy like zach levine yeah, it's getting close, and I think if there wasn't so many values tonight, tonight might be a chance uh, to take a to take a little gamble on that because he played more in the last game, and I was surprised he was in there very late in that game, and they had some injuries there in Chicago. So Zach Levine, since he's come back now, um, we're looking at a guy that's up to 24 minutes. He was at 18 the last game, 20 before that. You don't want to play a guy generally that's playing 24 minutes, but when he's only 5,300 and put up 27 fantasy points, right there is going to get me to about five times the salary. So I think it's really close. I think he might get to 27 minutes tonight and have an option against his Philadelphia defense. I like this game a lot. In fact, I better be in the lead early tonight because I like Indiana and I like the Philadelphia guys tonight. Joel Embiid is a guy that's going to be in my lineup tonight. Chicago doesn't have an answer for him uh, defensively. And I think the same thing with Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons has not been playing as well, and his price has dropped. And his price is too low tonight for a guy against a suspect defense. Uh, So Ben Simmons is a guy that I'm going to tackle as well. Fair enough. You have not seen Ben Simmons below the 8,000 level like he yeah. is tonight. 7,600 on DraftKings. And as you mentioned, Tony, the Chicago Bulls are not that great defending the guards. They're 24th in the NBA in terms of defending that position. Let me ask you this. There are a lot of injuries, Tony, on uh, you know Philadelphia. Everybody from J.J. Reddick, still Bayless, still T.J. McConnell. Do you think that there's any other uh, Sixers that might be able to soak up some of that? What about a guy like Robert Covington, for example. Yeah, Robert Covington is a guy that will get more playing time. He's a guy that plays around the hoop. He'll rebound uh, there. So I think he's a play. I don't love him. Uh, we've talked about Luau Cabaret a yeah. couple times, right? He's a guy now that's still only 3,900, right? They don't defend the two-guard well. So he's a guy I can throw in there. Dario Saric is a guy mm-hmm. tonight. Um, that can also get an opportunity. So those guys are certainly in play. I would put them right up there with the Indiana front court. You know what? There's only so many guys you can play from one team, so I'm going to stay away from those guys there. But um, if you want to go all Philadelphia, I'll take the two big guys here. But – like, Luau Cabaret is a guy, too, at 3900 bucks. You could flick a flyer on. All right, fair enough. But I like you. Oh, go ahead, let's Tony. go back to that, though. Corey Joseph, right, is going to mm-hmm. get the start tonight. 
uh, for Indiana, so I'd probably lean that way if I was going to sp- looking for you know a thirty nine hundred dollar guy tonight. Davis Bertans now in uh, San Antonio, mm-hmm. Lamarcus Aldridge out tonight. He's thirty seven hundred. He's thirty nine hundred. So there's a lot of those guys around tonight. Fair enough. I got another uh, $3,900 point guard that uh, might be starting tonight because your boy Tyreek Evans may not go as well. So we'll get into that a little bit later on. Tony, the next game that we're going to dive into is the New Orleans Pelicans. They are in Charlotte to take on the Hornets. The Hornets are two-point favorites, and we have another high total, Tony, 224. I do believe it is the highest total on the board tonight. Tony, why? Is that the case? Is it bad defense, good offense, good pace of play? What's going on in this one because of the high total? Yeah, it's actually a pace of play situation right. here. And then you look at Charlotte defensively, they don't match up very well with some of these guys. But I'm going the opposite tonight. Remember last game, I, I like DeMarcus Cousins. So I think Dwight Howard is going to be on DeMarcus Cousins. Hmm. Anthony Davis is going to get Marvin Williams. And Marvin Williams has no chance no in chance. hell at stopping him. <laughs> so... Anthony Davis, you got to worry about the injuries. you got to worry about fouls every once in a while. Uh, he's the guy tonight in this game. I don't have him in my lineup, and and uh, I'm going with a couple other guys there, but Anthony Davis is the guy tonight. And from the Charlotte side of things, I like Nicholas Batum tonight, and I think he's the only one that would be looking at a shot there. Kemba Walk is not a bad play against Rajon Wando. It's just not a great play. Yeah, I like Nicholas, Nicholas Batum. You know, I've been on Batum ever since he kind of came back from injury. Batum at only 5,800 is going up against the Pelicans, who are 25th in the NBA, defending against the shooting guard. And I remember you telling me, Tony, when it comes to Nick Batum, it's really about the minutes that he plays. He's up to averaging 31 minutes a game. So hopefully you get that opportunity. I want to ask you about one more Pelican, Tony, and it is Etwan Moore. You're talking about this pace yeah. of play. This is going to be a high total game, up and down. I also see that Charlotte is 29th in the association defending the small forward. What about Etwan Moore for only 4,700? Is that a viable punt play? I, I got Etwan Moore in my season-long team, so I, I wish it was. The problem okay. is, from a DFS perspective, He's the fourth option on this right. offense, right? You, you're going to get Cousins, Davis, Rue Holiday, and then Etuan Moore. And he's not a big rebounder, and he's not a big assist guy. So anytime you take him, he has good games. He puts up some decent numbers. But the bottom line is his usage rate is 14%. He's got to be almost perfect to have a big game. Fair enough. Uh, real quick, Tony, before we go to break, you talked about how Nick Batum is someone you would take potentially on Charlotte and not necessarily Kemba Walker. I've heard a lot of yeah. rumors about Kemba Walker potentially being on the trading block. If if Walker were to move on, who would be the main beneficiary from a DFS standpoint in Charlotte? I, I think Batum would actually be, or Michael Kidd-Gilchrist. I think when you look at those two guys, uh, they would get more of a usage trade. I mean, heck. Kemba Walker takes a lot of shots, right. and all of a sudden now those would be available for them uh, out there. So I think those guys would be there. It'd be interesting to see if they they do that. I take Michael Jordan as the guy that you know what likes to make the playoffs and believes you know what once we mm. get there anything we can, can happen. Get lucky. Yeah, anything can happen. Like, I see Michael as that kind of guy and not a guy giving up. You don't see him as a seller then. I don't think Michael Jordan no. has sold much in his career except for, uh, you know, sandbagging on the golf course. But that's another topic for another and day. When nice. we come back, it is Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We are three games down. We got six more to go here on a Wednesday. Come on right back. We're helping you win money.
Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome product. chasing waterfalls stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to and what you should be used to is lineup lock live because we help you win cash on a daily basis it's dane martinez and tony sincata we are brought to you by dailyroto.com tony do we have any more injuries any more updates how is your lineup doing is it constantly evolving like we thought yeah here's a one change uh people Corey joseph will not start for the indiana pacers tonight with darren collison uh, out. What they want to do is keep their second unit together, so they're going to use Mighty Joe Young as their starting point guard, fresh out of the movies and into the Indiana backcourts. All right, so we'll see what kind of impact. Here's what that means. Don't play it? Mighty Joe Young and don't play Corey Joseph. <laughs> Rendering them both obsolete. So Sometimes when you have too many options, they are both obsolete. I've been saying this in fantasy football for a long time. It's like the Patriots running back situation, right? Good for the real team to have these options. Bad in the world of fantasy. Let's go to our next game, Tony. The Utah Jazz are in Motown to take on the Pistons. The Pistons are two-point favorites. we got a pretty low total. 200 is the total, and that's what you get when you have the Sixth and seventh best defenses in the NBA. Detroit, sixth in points per game allowed. Utah, seventh. I want to ask you, Tony, about Ricky Rubio. I want to ask you about Ricky Rubio for a couple of reasons. One, he's only 5,100. I think he's been playing a little pretty well lately, flashed a little bit of upside. He's got Ish Smith defending him, who, in my opinion, is not a great defender. So, you know, all he needs to do is get 25, 30 points to get that 5X you talk about on the $5,100 salary. But the other thing is I remember asking you about the guys like Drummond and Capella and DeAndre Jordan with the variance that they have or the lack of variance they have with the rebounds. Does Ricky Rubio offer some of the same things from the assists standpoints? Like you can write them down for nine assists every night, right? No, actually it's a little lower than that this is year. It? That used to be it. Yeah, so six assists is basically where okay. he's at. And that's a problem because he's not shooting well at all. I mean, I have this guy on my season-long team. He's uh, last game. He put up 16 fantasy points, one for eight, then a three for 11, hmm. six for 11, two for eight. So if we were back where he usually is at the eight and nine assist, yeah, absolutely, because he gets you a couple steals as well. Uh, but with that poor shooting and the lack of the assist there, I think that's really hurt his game. And with this game as a low total, I would just avoid it. All right, so we're looking elsewhere. Is there anybody in this game? What about on the Detroit side? Even Drummond, like we're talking about. It's even worse because he's got to face uh, Rudy Gobert, right? Yeah, if Derek Favors was still at center there with Rudy Gobert's injury, 
then I'd be interested in Andre Drummond. But in this current, with Gobert go back, go back, he's one of the better defenders in all of the NBA. Right, all right. So we will keep it moving. And that's the beauty, Tony, of a nine-game slate in the association. You know, uh, we got options. So let's go to another game. And that game is the Toronto Raptors down in Atlanta to take on the Hawks. The Raptors are six-point road favorites. 214 is the total in this one. Tony, we know about the backcourt in Toronto. We know about Kyle Lowry. We know about DeMar DeRozan. Rosen, but you also know anytime I possibly can, I'm going to bring up OG Anuna boy. Listen, Tony, the Hawks are 30th, dead last in the NBA, defending the small forward, and our guy, the OG, is only 3,300. Can I sneak him in as a punt play, or would that be pushing it a little too far? It's pushing a little too far because OG, even though he's a starter, yeah. a lot of times it's starter name only. He's not a 21 finisher. minutes he's a game. He- He's played 18 in his last four, 18, 19, 19, and 19. Right. So it's gone down. It's gone down, and we're going the wrong side. Because before that, we were getting 26, 27, 26. So that's where we would definitely be in play there. You know what I was thinking is the Raptor is such, like, it, it sounds like a very tough name, right, compared to sure. a Pelican. Like, you would think the Raptors would never lose to the Pelicans. You would. You would. And I got to tell you, Tony, I don't know if you listen to Fantasy Freestyle. Well, I don't know how often you listen to Fantasy Freestyle. I know you do. But I don't know if you hear that I'm picking all the playoff games against the kids. I literally have like five-year-olds picking the games, right? And so this is the kind of analysis that they bring to the table, Tony. Like, can the (laughs) Raptor beat, in this case, the Hawk, who is like a more vicious bird? We had a, um, you know, we had a Falcons versus Eagles game in the playoffs. But a lot of the kids picked the Eagles. Because it was the bird of America. They showed their patriotism in their that. picks there. But I do think you're right. Well, here's but- the problem with the Eagles, though. Go ahead. The Eagles next year, these fans are such a disgrace, and it's going to get worse, right, during the Super Bowl? Because we can't figure out what's worse. Like, are the Eagles fans going to riot more if they win or lose in that Super Bowl? That is a very good question. I think, to be quite honest, I think they need to put Crisco on the polls either way. You know, I mean, I, I think there are some yeah. fans that are, like, there's some fans that are just looking to do damage regardless. Like, cars will be yeah. flipped down on Broad Street regardless of the outcome in a week and a half. So here's the problem. Next year, the Eagles play the Jacksonville Jaguars in London. Ooh. England's going to call and say, we don't want them. Can you right. send someone else? Yeah, this send is not a good Browns. brand ambassador. You know, like you're yeah, trying to grow the, the game, and all of a sudden, if the city incurs thousands and thousands of dollars in damage, this is not what they're going to want. Maybe, though, maybe, listen, maybe if the Eagles get their championship in a week and a half up there in Minnesota where Justin Timberlake is doing the halftime show, maybe it would soften the Eagles. They'll calm down. And yeah. That's it. That's all they need. It's one championship in there. Yeah, those people, man, For there's, there's something wrong with that the water out there or something. I don't know. They're crazy. Absolutely. Well, they had to listen to Stephen A. Smith for years before the rest of us. Maybe that was part of it as well. <laughs> hey, Tony, what about the Atlanta side of this game? Anybody that you like on this one? I you know, I always ask you about the uh, the backcourt, Schroeder and Bazemore. I mean, Schroeder, Schroeder's usage rate, 29.5%, and he's only 6,800. You're not going to get many players in the NBA pushing 30% usage for less than 7,000? Most times I would say no, but because their algorithm must have adjusted for the good defensive play of Kyle Lowry, mm-hmm. that price is too low at 6800 bucks. 
and I would uh, be worthy of taking a shot on it in there. And I think you can also go Kent Bazemore. That salary is a little too low at 5200 bucks. These guys take up most of this offense. Uh, we're looking at 45, 48% of the offense between the two players. Yeah, you can, these guys are too underpriced tonight. You can take a look at those two players. All right, absolutely. Tony, our next game, the San Antonio Spurs are in the grindhouse to take on the Memphis Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are one-point favorites, but the most important number, potentially of all night, is the total in this game, Tony. 193 as the total. That being said, I think there are some cheap plays that are viable. I know we don't expect a lot of points to be scored, but you were talking about you know a, a 3,900 hundred dollar guy Davis Bertens. I got a thirty nine hundred guy on the other side of the uh on the other side of this game. Do you like anybody in this game or does that low total scare you away? No, I like two of them. I like Davis Bertens and I like Deontay Murray who mm. all of a sudden took the starting rollover from Tony Parker. Last night he put up fifty fantasy points for us. Uh so I'm gonna go ahead and use him uh, in this game tonight. A lot of people around the industry like Paul Gasol tonight, and I'm not. He's coming back uh, off a hand injury. He's going to play. He was listed as questionable, and people are looking at that $6,000 salary and expecting increased usage out of uh, out of him because of LaMarcus Aldridge, but I'm not. Dealing with that hand injury, and San Antonio doesn't care whether they win or lose. They've proved this all the right. time. Uh, I, I'm a little concerned. You think Gasol is going to get you 20 minutes of play? So let me ask you this, because uh, Tony, you know I like to pitch you angles and see if you buy them, right? It's not a revenge game or anything like that, but it <laughs> is brother versus brother. Do you yeah, think I that Paul Gasol wants to stick it to his brother? Could that be part of the why, yeah. reason why? I mean, that could be. You right? gotta think they have a little gets... bit of extra oomph, yeah. you know, going up against your brother. I, I really do think that that part is valid. I don't know if it impacts his viability on the DFS front for tonight, but I do believe that there's something about you know performing well against your brother in the post. Well, here's the one thing though. Say uh, Paul Gasol we're coming back from a hand injury. Do you think Mark makes sure he doesn't follow him? Maybe, or like usually when we talk about like seeing the injury reports, you know, we know that the injury reports are usually a bullseye, right? Do you think Marc Gasol like takes it easy, doesn't want to actually re-injure his brother? That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it could go either Maybe. way, either that or he... He just wants to take it to his brother any way possible, and he's going to hammer him the first time on the court. <laughs> that may be possible. Wide range of options here. One more player. I played. Go ahead. I played against my brother, and it's gone both ways. All right, fair enough. I mean, we will find out one way or another the way it goes. Tony, I wanted to ask you about one more player in this one, and it is Mario Chalmers. This is a guy I was alluding yep. to before at only 3900 It is tied for me to the idea of Tyreek Evans, but he's questionable the last time I saw. If Tyreek Evans doesn't play and Chalmers is the lead point guard, I understand the low total and all, but isn't that just a little too cheap for a starting point guard? Yeah, absolutely. And he, I would say like this, if Tyreek Evans is out, he has to go in. Um, he's a guy that puts up 29, 20, 18. If Tyreek Evans takes 30% of the shots, I mean, all of a sudden you take him out of the game. Mario Chalmers is a guy that's not shy. He's going to go 32, 33. All right, so there we have it. So we got a brother versus brother game. We got a 193 total, um, but we found some values for you. That's what we do here on Lineup Lock Live. Tony, when we come back, I got to tell you something. We're going to switch sports for just the quickest of seconds because the – Major League Baseball Hall of Fame has been announced. Tony, I'm going to tell you right now, 
there are four people who have been granted into the Hall of Fame, and I'm a little surprised by at least one of them, okay? I call that a tease, so we, we might chop it up a little bit about the Hall of Fame announcements, and we also, while we're talking about it, we have some all-star snubs in the NBA that are uh, not too pleased, so I think we're going to have to get after it there as well. How does that and- sound, Tony? We got a big injury confirmation. Ooh. Tyreek Evans is out tonight. Okay, so the Mario Chalmers, right? Mario Chalmers will get the start. It's looking like uh, Wayne Selden's another guy that'll get some extra playing time uh, there. So we'll get more clarification as it comes in. But Tyreek not playing tonight. All right, fair enough. So that's why you listen to Lineup Lock Live. You get all the 11th hour information when we come back. We got three more games to talk to. We'll let you know who is being inducted into the Hall of Fame. And we'll talk which of these uh, NBA All-Star snubs has the biggest gripe. All that when we come back here on Lineup Lock Live, presented by DailyRoto.com on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hello, friends. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the DraftKings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell them Greg Sussman sent you. Welcome back to Lot Block Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Dane and Tony. And like I said, Tony's lineup evolves throughout the course of the show based on some of the injuries, based on some of the last-minute news. That's why you listen 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern time every Monday through Friday right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And, Tony, you have some more updates for us. What do you got? Yeah, that Memphis situation, Wayne Selden is going to get the start at point guard instead of uh, Mario Chalmers. Oh, man. Uh, Andrew Harrison's actually going to be the two guard here, and they're going to bring Kobe Simmons, Mario Chalmers, and Ben McLemore off the bench. Selden started Saturday night and had 31 points in that one. Then Monday he started. He got ejected in uh, (laughs) only school. He got ejected in 14 minutes. So he's 4,000 bucks tonight. I like to want to Murray a little better than Selden because if Selden doesn't get up a good start, a guy like Chalmers could come in, a guy like Ben McLemore, they, and they shoot. They're guys that can get hot there. So I think Selden's an okay play, but I lean to DeWanta Murray a little bit. And in that front court, Jarrell Martin's not playing for the um, Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, you have Jermichael Green's out. So Ivan Robb is likely to get a lot of minutes tonight, and Mike Henry... I wouldn't play either of them, but they're available for guys. They have minimum salary if you want to take a shot. All right, fair enough. So there you have some options. Listen, going into the about three hours ago, you thought Tyreek Evans might have been starting uh, for the Memphis Grizzlies. About an hour ago, you thought Mario Chalmers was going to be starting. Now it's Wayne Selden. That is why you listen to Lineup Lock Live right here because we are your only 24-hour a day, seven-day-a-week free source of insight, information, analysis, and entertainment to win a little bit of cash on a daily basis. That's what we do, Tony. Tony, I do want to real quick say uh, congratulations to Vladimir Guerrero, Trevor Hoffman, 
Chipper Larry Jones and Jim Tomei, Chipper Jones and Jim Tomei making it on their first year on the ballot. What do you think about that, Tone? Uh, Chipper Jones actually uh, went to a school right uh, down the street where my kid plays football. And uh, so Chipper Jones is a guy that everybody uh, likes and a guy that everybody sees a baseball player. I'm surprised Jim Tomei made it uh, this early in his career. Jim Tomei is a guy I thought deserved to make it. um, But based on a lot of the situations where we have his numbers not quite up to the elite numbers, I didn't think he'd get in uh, early in. I thought he'd be on that ballot for a little. But I think he's definitely deserving. I completely agree with you. I think, listen, Jim Tomei, his 612 home runs is eighth all time. He's got almost 1,700 career ribbies. I agree with you that he ultimately should be in the Hall of Fame. I was just surprised that he made it in his first year on the ballot. I thought he was a guy that would have to wait a couple of years, especially, you know, I mean, Tony, Tomei was never mentioned in any steroid scandal, correct? Right, right. And I think that has to be it, you know, because there are some other names here. I got to tell you the truth. Like, how is Manny Ramirez, for example, in my opinion, the greatest right-handed hitter of my lifetime? You know, how is he not on it? It's got to be just the steroid stuff, right? And for guys like Bonds and Clemens, it's got to be the steroid stuff. But I'm in Sammy Sosa, the same kind of thing. But when you got a guy uh, supposedly squeaky clean, I guess that really helps – Helps it with the writers, uh, with the BBWA, right? See, I have no problem with keeping, and I, I'm a Red Sox fan. So I watch Manny play the whole time. I have no problem keeping him off the ballot. He failed two. He failed two steroids tests. I do have a problem with them putting Jim Tomey in, in, putting Ken Griffey in. Mm-hmm. When these guys put up the same numbers right, right. as these steroid guys in right. that era, but you telling me they're clean based on your. Mm-hmm. Understandings, exactly. But yet, other guys that never fail tests, you've thrown under the bus. It doesn't make any sense to me. And there are also guys who had to wait their turn on like pure speculation. You know what I mean, Tony? Yeah. Guys like Mike Piazza, for example. Guys like Bagwell, for example. You're absolutely correct. We only have the reports, say like the Mitchell report, say the all the other suspicions, right? And that is why some people kind of uh, are not gained entry, yet just because you didn't get, quote-unquote, caught in the ways that we know about, all of a sudden you're squeaky clean. That's the part I completely agree with you, Tony. I disagree. I'm not trying to say that I think Jim Tomei was juicing, but I'm an advocate for listen you can't compare errors in baseball anyway right you know there was a dh and then not a dh there was there was a free agency only starting in the early 70s babe ruth never hit a home run off an african-american pitcher for god's sakes you know what i mean so like there's so many reasons you can't compare errors anyway so i say take the best players of the era and if you do that you have to include guys like manny ramirez and sammy sosa yeah, I mean, it is absolutely one of the craziest things on how this whole thing's gone about. I would, I would, you know, I was always an advocate of taking away from the reporters because to me, they're guys that just got cut for their JV team and now they're lashing out against everyone. But after reading Joe Morgan's letter, he's no better either.
Yeah, no, it's absolutely. It turns into a, a popularity contest on some level. Who who gave access to the writers? Who were nicer to the writers? That's certainly not going to help Barry Bonds's case. But let's get back to the games in the NBA tonight. The Houston Rockets are in Dallas to take on the Mavericks in a battle of Texas. The Rockets are six and a half point favorites. Two seventeen is the total on this one. Tony, there's so many Rockets you can kind of use on a night in night out basis. You got El Chapo, Chris Paul. You got James Harden, the beard. You got your guy. Clint Capella, who we like because of the variants. What Rockets do you like tonight? Yeah, the only one I'm really liking is Chris Paul. I think James Harden's a guy, of course, you can use any night. But if you put him in there with the Anthony Davis, DeMarcus Cousins, and all those top salary guys, I think he's a little down on the list. Uh, but Chris Paul tonight at 9500 bucks is the guy that I'm looking at. And I think there's plenty of options at center tonight other than Clint Capella. So to me, it's there. And on the other side, it's kind of crazy is that I like a guy that's not even starting. Uh, J.J. Pereira, yep. to me, is the best player on the Dallas Mavericks tonight. He gets starters minutes, and he gets in there, and he makes things happen. His usage rate's 25%. He's the one guy that I would I would like. If you look at Harrison Barnes, I think there's other value out there tonight, but he's not a bad play. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. You would, We would never really normally talk about an injury to a guy like Devin Harris, right? But with Devin right. Harris out, that makes even more minutes for a guy like J.J. Barea, right? Yeah, actually today I talked about on the in-play is that I liked uh, J.J. Barrera and Darren Smith Jr., those two guys yeah. there. I like the four backcourt guys in this game tonight, if you're going to look at it. Paul and Harden on that side, mm-hmm. and then the two backcourt guys in Dallas to put up a lot of points for tonight. All right, Tony, we got two more games. Let's go into the Minnesota-Portland game. The Timberwolves are in Portland to take on the Trailblazers. The Blazers are two-point favorites. 212 is the total. Tony, I remember we had the same exact conversation. You say there's no Jimmy Butler potentially from Minnesota. That really changes the equation for a guy like Andrew Wiggins. He's still at 6,900. Do you like Wiggins tonight? I like Wiggins tonight, but I like on this team Bajelica a little better. Hmm. Uh, we used him in that game, and he put up 40 points, 40 fantasy points uh, in the last game. He's a guy that I think on another team would be a starter. He can shoot the threes. He rebounds. He passes well. And it, where he's cheap, you got to use him tonight. So I like Wiggins. I like Bajelica the best. And I think I like a little Taj Gibson. It's a tough matchup for Carl Anthony Towns against Nurkic. He's right. coming off a one-for-seven game. I'd lay off him. And on the other side, the same guy that we like all the time. We mentioned Portland. Damon Lillard is a guy who can play tonight. See, that's weird because when you said the same guy we always mentioned, I thought you were talking about Al Farouk Aminu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't love him tonight. Not tonight. Not match. tonight, especially, yeah. like you said, Minnesota. They are very strong defending the power forward. All right, Tony, let's go to our last game on the slate. The Boston Celtics stay in Los Angeles to take on the Clippers. Clippers are one-and-a-half-point favorites. 217 is the total. Kyrie Irving has had, uh, you know, has been good <laughs> lately, playing more minutes, scoring more points. His usage rate is over 29%. Is 8,600 too much for Kyrie Irving tonight? Nah, he's a play. I, Milos Teodosic <laughs> is not a good defender. Um, it's the numbers. The numbers don't show that, right? And I watch some of these games. It shows he's like in the middle of the pack. I, I watch the games and he's like running behind the guy. That's never a good sign. So no, it's not. I, I, don't, I like Kyrie Irving. And he's the only one I like on the Celtics side. You have a good matchup for Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, but they haven't been playing that well. And the Celtics as a team have been not playing well. So I'm laying off them, and Kyrie Irving's the only guy there. On the other side, though, I like Blake Griffin uh, tonight. 
And I like Montrez Harrell, who's been getting uh, enough time to be a starter, even though he doesn't start in the game. Those two big guys, the Celtics, we talk about all the time, very good defensive team. Uh, but the one thing is they don't defend bigs well. And Blake Griffin's been eating up the ball. And I really love him and Montrezl Harrell tonight. All right, fair enough. But you know, Tony, I've got to ask when we talk about the Clippers, what about my man Lou Williams? He's still at 8,100. And, Tony, when I look at this Clippers team, right, they're starting in Milos. They're starting in Wallace. They're starting Wesley Johnson. Someone has to score besides Blake Griffin. Isn't that going oh, yeah. to be Lou Williams? Yeah, Lou Williams, it's not a great matchup for him. And I, I would say that, you know what, if you want to play him, you want to stay up late, you want to watch the game, knock yourself out. It's not a terrible play. But the Celtics are no worse than sixth in covering anyone other than the center. So they're first against the guards. Right. They're sixth against the uh, uh, small forward. So I, I think it's not a great matchup for him on paper. But he'll get enough shots tonight that he's not going to have a bad game. Tony, admit it, though. You just don't want anybody playing people in these games because you got guys in the Indiana game and the Philly game, and you're going to be oh, up no. big. You don't want people catching up on you at the end of the night after you go to bed. No, no, no. I, I can't sleep until the last bout gets there. It's the craziest thing. Like, uh, it's, it's funny. It's actually a good night when I don't do well early in the games because, you know what, you didn't win, but you know what, you go to bed early. Well, but the, wait a second. You just said you got to stay up until the last bucket of the last well, game. Well, some nights, some nights I know, like if my guy twists his ankle in the first oh, quarter okay. or something like that, he gets ejected, you know, <laughs> or he gets ejected. Yeah, these referees, man, what the hell? This league's got a problem. They're addressing this during the All Star break. Yeah, but you can't be throwing star players out of the game. Well, it night. is a star-driven league, Tony, and that has played out in a number of ways, whether it be in how they are officiated, how their contracts are signed, or how they are rested. The NBA continues to be a star-driven league. When we come back, Tony, we're going to get your lineup on DraftKings. You know you want to stay tuned for that. Come on right back. Lineup Lock Live. DFS Lineup Lock, sponsored by DailyRoto.com. I've heard a lot of rumors about Kemba Walker potentially being on the trading block. If Walker were to move on, who would be the main beneficiary from a DFS standpoint in Charlotte? I think Batum would actually be, or Michael Kidd-Gilchrist. Heck, Kemba Walker takes a lot of shots, and all of a sudden now those would be available for them out there. Weekdays, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. FNTSY.com slash radio. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane and Tony, we're talking through nine games in the NBA tonight. We talked through the Hall of Fame a little bit as well, but everybody tunes in right now, Tony, to hear your lineup because then, you know, trying to win a little bit of extra cash in the middle of the week. Why don't you help them out? Tell us uh, about your evolving lineup today on DraftKings. At point guard, we'd use Deontay Murray, 4800 bucks. He'll get the start against the Memphis Grizzlies tonight. Of course, he's taking over Tony Parker. Lance Stevenson uh, at the two guard, 4400 bucks. Darren Carlson out of that contest tonight. And then uh, Oladipo will move to the small forward. Bajelica in uh, Minnesota gets a start tonight with Jimmy Butler out, 4300 bucks. Davis Bertens, 3900 bucks. He'll start a power forward with LaMarcus Aldridge out. Joel Embiid, 9700 against the Chicago Bulls. Victor Oladipo, 
9,200. He's got a huge usage rate. Should increase tonight. Blake Griffin against the Boston Celtics, 9,000 bucks. And Montrese Harrell, 4,700 against the Boston Celtics. And that shows you that Tony Sincata, growing up a Boston Celtics fan, <laughs> is a bigger fan of his uh, pocket than he is of the Boston Celtics later in life. He likes paying the electric bill and he likes paying you know, the, the cable. And uh, maybe the kids will go to college. Tony Sincata putting his money where his, his mouth is in his DraftKings lineup. Tony, real quick, I did want to ask you, and I mentioned it earlier in the show, the NBA All-Stars have come out, some of the All-Star reserves. And so Twitter was also ablaze between kind of the quote-unquote snubs that happened. And I always, when I see these, when I do the same thing when I see the Pro Bowl and the NFL, it's like, okay, well, this is now. There's going to be people that, you know, miss it because of injury and stuff like that. So these guys that are kind of close to being All-Stars will likely get named as an All-Star eventually anyway. But these are guys we talk about on a nightly basis here on Lineup Lock Live. I'm seeing Lou Williams didn't make it. I understand he's a sixth man. Andre Drummond, our kid Devin Booker, who's toiling down there in Phoenix. Do you think uh, out of those three, who do you think was like the biggest snub? Or is it someone else that you think in the association should have deserved to have been recognized? No, I think it's uh, Andre Drummond. I think when you look at what he means to that Detroit Pistons team, they'd be nothing without him. You get a guy that's double-digit rebound, double-digit points each and every night. And unfortunately, I think that some of these guys have a problem because, like, Devin Booker playing in Phoenix, the games are on late, the team stinks, and people are just not going to put you in the game. Because a lot of times people will look at some of these guys from poor teams and say, hey, you know what? He's not calling on to. He's calling to shoot on the ball because they have nobody else. It's sort of the opposite of Paul George. Paul George doesn't mm-hmm. have the electric numbers. Everybody because he's had on a decent team with two other good players, three other good players are there, but probably shouldn't have been slighted from the All Star team because of that. Yeah, fair enough. You know, you break up a good point. It's like the kind of. It's basically like the Kevin Love theory, right? From the Minnesota when he was in Minnesota, you know, yep. or like the Chris Bosh theory when he was in Toronto, kind of thing. You know, like if you're on a bad team, toy. Away, are you really an all star because you don't have, say, like the high, uh, you know, like the high stress uh, minutes that you're playing? And then, you know, you could just call in sick anytime you want, like Kevin Love. So I understand what you're talking about, Devin Booker. If you put Devin Booker on the uh, Celtics or the Cavaliers, he's not going to be able to put up those numbers. Doesn't mean he's any of less of a player. A player he's just yeah. they won't let him. Yeah, he's just going to be the second or third option on those offenses. And the funny part is that's the way the NBA is right now, right? You're trying to put yeah. together a quote unquote big three. And remember, like when they did it in Miami, they literally talked about you know how it would play out and who would quote unquote have to take a haircut salary wise in order to make it happen. There have to be compromises because there is only one ball. Yeah, that's why I go with Drummond. He's the best player on that team. And for him not to make it, it was a little uh, surprising to me at the center position. But we have a lot of big men in the league that are pretty good right now. Yep, it's interesting because also the way uh, the game is played, it's more up and down. It's more three-point shooters. So you would never think about the talent we have in the post. But we do. We're in something of a golden age here in the NBA. And we will talk about that a little bit more on tomorrow's episode of Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, Tony, I hope your lineup's cash tonight. Keep the lights on, all right? Take care.